Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. And welcome to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis. PR Insider is brought to you by www.us.cision.com, whose world-famous Bacon's Media Database is updated more than 10,000 times per day. Take your PR to the next level. Now, here's your host, Maureen Kettis. Welcome back again. And, you know, every time I have a, a good guest on the show, I threaten them and ask them to come back again, and all of them run for the hills. But um, luckily today, actually, I did get a repeat guest. And um, uh, if you had listened back in November, uh, November 19th, actually, uh, Gabardine PR was on with uh, Peter Leeds, who was the principal and president. And he's come back again. Welcome back again, Peter. Thanks very much for having me. And he's also on with our second guest today, um, Jonathan Sawitsky, who's Director of Digital Experience for Gabardine. Uh, welcome back. Welcome, Jonathan. Yeah, thanks for having me. No problem. And, um, you know, when, I, when we talk about what Gabardine does, I mean, we went into that the last show. We went over all your, bio, you know, your, your background and all that and kind of got a, you know, an assessment of your company and what you do. But this week we want to really jam on into topics that are what are going on currently in the world and with your clients. Um, but basically, how do you just, for those of you, who, those listeners who missed the show in November, just give us one or two sentences about what Gabardine does. Sure. We're a, a creative marketing communications agency, and um, uh, in a nutshell, what we try to do is create these continuous threads of communications that go across uh, all marketing channels online and offline and actually help strengthen the brand fabric. Um, actually, do more than that, but expand the brand fabric and enhance it so that um, you're not just putting messages out into the marketplace, but they all kind of, um, uh, they all together serve to um, uh, to build the brand and make it more than just uh, more than just logo, more than just a set of services or offerings, products. And that's uh, that's it in a nutshell. Okay. So, um, and 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 just before we get into it, Jonathan, since you weren't on with us last time, what does this mean, director of digital experience? I mean, I love you, you guys are so creative. I've said this last show. I was, your website's one of my favorite, and and your your bios are just pretty much. Entertainment, <laughs> and not a lot, you know, not a lot of facts in there, but it, it kind of leaves you with a, a nice feeling, and it's and it really feeds into what social media is about, which is you know, feeling like you know the person. Uh, but, but what is what is director of digital experience? What do you do for for the company? Sure, uh, it's, a, it's a it's a great question. I, I think what you, uh, you see is that, is that uh, Peter and uh, his uh, his partner Keith are are. are Two people that are very, very accomplished um, on the web, with uh, Keith especially with a heavy uh, print design focus. So ideally, what I bring, based on my experience, is uh, the other side of the coin here, which is I spend more time in emerging technologies, um, in social media and such. So whereas we both sort of uh, tend to lean towards the middle on the web, 
my uh, my heavier focus though is not just the web, but really what's uh, kind of what's next. You know, whether it's it, you know the, the classic cutting edge, but but sort of emerging elements that that maybe don't always have an immediate marketing and branding impact, but stuff that we can at least be ahead of the curve on and look to implement for our clients. So yeah, so that was my next question: Is this for the clients or for your company or for both? Well, we uh, we're firm believers. It, it, it's it's an axiom that 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 Peter and Keith have built to the company is that we very much eat our own cooking. Um, so, uh, you know, we, we believe to, to live what we love and, and what we do here. So we embrace um, interactive, we embrace social media, we embrace transparency, and we try to, to, to show clients not just how they can do it, but how we put it into practice ourselves. Okay, so let's, get, let's dig right in. Let's just get, let, this is going to be like, you know, Gabardine 101 today. So let's talk about first, you know, all the stuff that's going on in the news and, and uh, how, you, how you would handle it. So, of course, we have to talk about Charlie Sheen. And if anyone follows my blog on patch.com, right. it's AOL blog. I've been, you know, been having a field day with content, and I came up with the top ten list of how Charlie Sheen could make money. But, of course, it was all foof. But in all seriousness, <laughs> first of all, how did, I, how did he get a verified Twitter account so quickly? How did this happen? Doesn't, can you answer that, or did uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you want to jump on that? Pardon? I, I, I'll start it. I'll start it. Uh, that's a good question uh, because, to the best of my knowledge, um, Twitter doesn't officially uh, uh, do that kind of verification. It's it's all kind of uh, it's all kind of a, a, a below the line or a, or a behind a, um, a behind a secret or kind of thing. And from everything that I've read. Uh, this this one agency, if you will, um, with contacts within Twitter, was able to uh, was able to kind of make this make the magic happen. I don't know, Jonathan, you've got anything more on that? Well, not necessarily. I think that they went through the channels, but if I had to guess, that just the way he's handled himself and his immense popularity definitely had an influence on on somebody taking a personal interest in making sure his account was verified sooner than later. Right, and it's good. It's good. PR for Twitter because it shows its its power, right? I mean, some people there are people who are naysayers about Twitter and its, and its actual effectiveness, but there's an example of when you need someone like him needs Twitter, right? I mean, that's exactly he can get his his message out, whatever his message is, whether it's coherent or not. Is you know, that's when he could have used a publicist, but fired his publicist as you know as they do. But um, but uh, you know he uh, at least got you know his following to show his what his worth is. It really just gave credibility to his worth. His, what we used to call the TVQ, I guess, right? So yeah, um, I mean, I, I guess that's I guess that's one way to look at. It. I mean, look, nine nine hundred thousand plus followers in like a twenty four hour period is nothing to sneeze whatsoever. But I, I'm I'm hesitant to um, you know to equate that with. Like uh, with him, with him having a powerful message, or with him having a, a, a tremendous amount of influence, I think to a certain extent, and I, 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 I hate to, I hate to put it in such stark terms. I think to a certain extent, um, what you're seeing is people who are like just lining up to see a car wreck. Right. Um, and and you know the web is good for that. It, it's really easy if I can if I don't have to actually you know open a paper or um, or open up my front door uh, to see the you know the, the latest. Uh... Did we lose you? We have a great. Then I'll then, then I'll follow him. Sure, it's easy for me to do that. We had a little technical uh, problem. We lost your last little thought. Um, 
but I think we got what you were saying. Um, so let's say let's say Gabardine got the job, not that you'd want it in a million years, <laughs> um, to market the Charlie Sheen brand. Where should he go from here? Um, you know, how would you coordinate his marketing, his me- you know, the media, the social media? I mean, how would you do it all? What would you come up with? Some, let's, let's brainstorm. Yeah, I think yeah. If, if I may, this is one of those areas where I think Peter and I diverge a little bit because I know I, the old axiom is, is uh, you know, uh, all PR is, is good PR. I, I think it's a case where Sheen did a, a, a genius job of, of taking the, uh, the conversation about him um, that was happening, you know, between talk shows and, uh, and the producers of the show, and he owned it. He took complete control of it. I mean, he, he may have been over the top in, in, in his interviews and even his, his video dispatches, but the fact is you have everybody listening to him now, and, not, and they're, they're talking to him, not just, not just about him. So I, I think, you know, if, if you're in charge of his, uh, of his, his brand right now or his, his plan, You've got to leverage, you know, that that thing to to the hilt right now, and and ideally, uh, you know, I'm sure there's a, there's a bit of a uh, concern about whether or not you let him go on his own because it's so real and so accessible. And at what point you try to do some damage control to make sure he doesn't ruin what he's built to this point. But the opportunities are are incredible, and and even in a non-traditional media way, I think Mark Cuban approached him about about starting a show up, and I don't know if that was meant to be web based or actually or you know traditional television based. Oh yeah, just like a a reality show from his compound, right? Right. Which is about within walking distance from my house, by the way. <laughs> He's a neighbor. <laughs> but I, you know, I mean, the whole thing is, you know, it's that typical thing where the, the it's it's not a fifteen minutes of fame because he's you know. He's already famous, but he's going to get all this hoopla. Then it took a tsunami to wash him off the air, and then you know he's going to come. He's going to, you know, hopefully uh, he'll get down to the bottom and hopefully not kill himself or kill the children or some horrible thing. He's not. He's right. a drug addict, and then uh, he'll get clean and sober. And everybody loves a resurrection. You know, everybody loves uh, to see somebody come back. So before um, he does anything before he does anything from a marketing standpoint, he needs to trademark the expression "duh winning." Right. And he needs to probably get a deal with Pepsi or Coke or some other major um, beverage manufacturer to, to, to develop and market this new elixir, Tiger Blood. It's got to, it's got to be out on the shelves quick, right. very quickly. <laughs> if, and if somebody has it, he's got to buy it from them. <laughs> exactly. Sure, sure. It's worth the investment. See, that's where I would put my money. There's no problem with that. Yeah, but now he's going to have to pay the lawyer. <laughs> and, and by the way, I, and I, I, I agree to the extent that um, – that he has co-opted the conversation and, and kind of um, and, and made it two way and framed it the way he wants to frame it. And I, I, I do I do give him credit for that. He's using social media the way it should be used. Um, but I, I for right now it seems a little bit um, uh, it, it, it's like it's spinning a little bit out of control. And I'm talking to social media again, not him necessarily. Uh-huh. But um, I, I think that what he needs in answer to your previous question, Maureen, is a coordinated plan for, for these media and social media outbursts as opposed to just kind of um, a shotgun approach. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, he's, you're dealing with a guy that uh, nobody could work with, right? I mean, that's right, right. probably what happened. Has he made any glaring mistakes besides the fact that he... Um, I noticed he cleaned up from the first couple of uh, broadcasts where he looked like death warmed over. Then he sort of, um, he must have done hair and makeup and put on a bright colored shirt. and He looked suddenly better. 
Right. Um, and he, and he was, didn't seem as inebriated. Um, but has, has he made any other glaring mistakes in terms of how he's handled the social media? Yeah, I don't think that he has. And in fact, I think he's been pretty smart. He's actually, uh, he's minded his P's and Q's. You know, he celebrated himself without necessarily detracting others. And uh, even today, you know, you mentioned obviously uh, what's going on in Japan with the earthquake and all. He tweeted a couple times about the idea that, you know, hey, ignore me, ignore the other nonsense. You know, let's focus on the real issues for today. Mm-hmm. So I, I think actually he's doing a, a pretty good job of, of, uh, of realizing that even as important as he does think he is in the pantheon of, of what's going on out there, that appels in comparison to other significant issues. Right. But I also, I, think, I, nobody, I also, nobody... think, that, I also think that he has um, successfully not taken himself too seriously, um, you know, after, after this weekend and, and the, the opening on Saturday Night Live, which, was, which really lambasted him, and it was in, in a hysterical way. You know, he didn't bite back at Lorne Michaels. He didn't bite back at SNL. Um, he, he said, I, I'm totally in on the joke. It was hysterical. I loved it. Yeah, so he's uh, so you know he's he's coming back from the uh, the standpoint of you have to be able to laugh at yourself. They all do that, right? I mean, the guy who's going to take his uh, his place on Two and a Half Men, Rob Lowe, and a former classmate of his, is uh, it was also you know re- resurrected his career after he had sex with a minor, sixteen year old. There's a guy who's probably back ecstatic on there was no social media. <laughs> what? I said there's a guy who's probably ecstatic that there was no social media back when he did that. Yeah, but the video went around like crazy. I mean, in a way, yeah. <laughs> in a way. All right, so we're um, going to take a little break, and when we come back, I want to get into um, you know some of your clients if you've ever had any crisis uh, management to deal with in, in this kind of way, and um, we'll just get more of social media and PR and marketing and all that when we get back. Always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Webster's Dictionary defines a vertex as the highest point, the summit. The word vertex is derived from Latin, meaning to turn or to spin. If you have a product or service that needs exposure to a desired marketplace, shouldn't the idea be to reach the summit? To turn the tide of public opinion in your favor? To put some positive spin on so that success is in your future? If you run a major corporation and pay for expensive in-house public relations services, or if you're working from home yet need to know how to promote your new product or service, or if you fall somewhere in between, Vertex Communications, a public relations firm, is here to turn the tide on public opinion for you and your product. Vertex Communications, helping you communicate to the Vertex. Contact Vertex Communications at VertexPR.com to get an honest, straightforward assessment of your PR profile and a plan that will work for you, not against you. That's V-E-R-T-E-X-P-R.com. Communicate to the Vertex. What is whole person healing via body, via mind, and via spirit? It's a dedication to the widest selection of healing practices worldwide whenever possible. Hosted by Professor Rustam Roy, a noted material scientist and the founder of Friends of Health, who will be here each weekend with the most in-depth information about whole person healing from the world's leading practitioners, spokespersons, and major supporters for this viewpoint. Tune in every Saturday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. 
You want to know the inside scoop on how today's leaders do business? How they hire and develop top talent? How do they retain top employees and customers? Tune in to Leadership Leverage on the Voice America Business Channel. Every week, Dr. Robert Denker will offer ideals and facilitate discussion with guests that will help shape today's up-and-coming leaders as well as established leaders in their fields. Listen for Leadership Leverage every Tuesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Listening to PR Insider with your host Maureen Kettis, brought to you by Cision on the web at us.cision.com. Maureen and her guests would love to hear from you during the live show. Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also email your questions to be addressed on the show. Send your email to Maureen at prinsider.biz. That's Maureen at prinsider.biz. Now, back to the show. Welcome back again, and don't be afraid to call. Like you said, 866-472-5790. We got, I know we've got like, um, what did my EP say? What did John say? Something like 11,000 people listening, so that's cool. Um, so uh, welcome back again to Gabardine, Peter uh, Lees, and Jonathan Sawitsky, Director of Digital Experience, and John and Peter, the principal. Um, so oh, check out their website, gabardine.com. And their motto is all about the weaving the fabric of your marketing, right? Keeping the thread going through. Right. I, love, I love that. Right. I love that. And I, I, no, I notice you guys have your, your talking points down when you describe the company. That's awesome. I love that. From a PR perspective, I love that. Right. So, <laughs> Got to stay um, on message, right? Got to stay on message. So we're not going to talk about Charlie anymore. I'm just Thank done you. with Charlie. I'm on to the tsunami. But... Um, but it is, but it is a little bit involves a sort of a crisis management, and he's he's done it with sort of personality and a colorfulness and character and craziness, and you know through his social media he's created this sort of thing that people want to talk about. So when you have a client, even if it's a sort of uh, you know non quote unquote sexy you know, kind of client, maybe just a regular manufacturer or something, and they have a crisis or they have something negative, how do you handle it? Within Gabardine. Well, again, we're we're marketers. We're in the business of marketing and not, you know, uh, uh, strict speaking PR. Right. So every so everything that we're focused on is um, is messaging and content and positioning um, and even to a certain extent design. So. Uh, you know, you know, we do have a client who, uh, one of our larger clients, who who kind of pushes against a negative perception in some respect. Um, and what is and, that? Can you uh, give specifically what their what their negative perception is without mentioning uh, who they are? No, they, they they do a lot of uh, they do a lot of of uh, technology outsourcing, and um, the challenge is to let let their clients know that uh, it's not just. It's not just offshore kind of rote uh, technology development or technology service, um, that there's a lot of thinking, a lot of insight, a lot of thought leadership behind what they do. So what we try to do from an agency standpoint, um, whether it's on the web or whether it's on whether it's in offline communications, is um, is reinforce that positive messaging. Uh, so we've helped develop content, for example, that's that's really thought leadership content that that can be positioned or held up against um, anything else in the IT services space, 
as uh, as really thought provoking and uh, intellectual content, so, stuff that wouldn't necessarily come from a provider who just does outsourcing. We also, um, you know, from a design standpoint, from a creative standpoint, um, make the product, you know, in this case, um, the 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 site that we've created for them, or the um, uh, the offline marketing materials that we create for them, the annual report that we create for them. We make it look as highly designed and finished and refined as possible. Again, that's not something that that um, uh, that's, makes people think of a pure IT services company. Um, you know, it makes them think of a thought leader in the space. So really across the board from... from con- I think we just lost him again. Oh, there we go. All right, from... From content to design to messaging to positioning, we try to make sure that um, uh, that we're that we're on message. Actually, just as you were saying a moment ago about Gabardine, <laughs> we want to make sure we're always on message for our clients. So, in other words, so the, the negative for them and the potential sort of crisis that could have evolved was the fact that they were outsourcing to some com- country like India, and that's kind of bad PR. But but you you got the you admitted to it and fo- focused on the positive qualities within that, and then created a whole other brand and image for them that, that uh, got people's minds off that. Well, yeah, right. and, we, kind and, of said, and, we kind of said, hey, look, outsourcing is just a portion of, of, of value that we provide. And outsourcing isn't a bad thing. It actually ends up saving a lot of money. It, it uh, creates efficiencies and things like that. Right. That's and also, you know, from, from a pure digital standpoint, it's about, it's about, you know, Peter, you alluded to perception, right, and the materials that we produce. And, and part of, uh, of getting ahead of a crisis, being out in front of it, is reputation management. So from a, a pure digital standpoint, Maureen, you know, it's not just uh, whether or not somebody tweets or has a Facebook account, but there's a lot um, that can be done that we, we do work with clients on in terms of, of making sure that, uh, you know, they, they uh, own a large number of the primary Google results when you search for a specific topic that's relevant to them, whether it be positive or negative. Um, it's making sure that there is a, uh, you know, a, 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 a clearly and integrally woven message that, that does branch out across all their properties. So it'll be websites, blogs, Facebook profiles, Twitter profiles, Flickr profiles, whatever else it may be. So it's, um, whereas Charlie Sheen, and I just last time I'll mention him, is doing very well with one outlet right now, um, you know, for the average company looking to get into this, it's a much broader perspective that we do take with them. Right. So now... What is, you know, social media, you know, I've had situations where clients are sort of tepid, they're a little bit uh, reluctant to try it, and they don't have, or they haven't done it before. How, um, how, do you con- how do you convince them, how do you do it for them with your particular clients? And I believe you had an example with Chrysler that you wanted to share. Right. Well, well Chrysler uh, is, is, not a, is not a client of ours, but, but it's, a, it's a good example of, um, of what may make somebody fearful is uh, Chrysler uses uh, an agency to handle a lot of their, their social media output. And uh, one of the staffers of this agency uh, sent a tweet out, um, and they, they thought they were sending it out as themselves. However, they were actually logged into TweetDeck as the Chrysler uh, social media Twitter account, and um, they, they dropped the F-bomb. Uh, out there, and the tweet was very, very quickly deleted, 
and uh, um, um, but a lot of people had retweeted it already. There were some caps <laughs> made of it, and uh, you know once it's once it's in the wild, you can't you can't put the uh, the horses right. back in the barn like that. Right. So um, you know very quickly the agency fired the staffer, but actually Chrysler uh, uh, fired the agency uh-huh. to distance themselves from the mistake right away. So. You know, part of it, it's very attractive, it's very sexy to have this idea that we can have conversations with our consumers very, very tightly knit like that. But at the same time, those are the kind of things that when they happen, we put us in a position as we talk to clients about their their current and potential programs, Mm -hmm. we have to overcome those fears. Right, right. I, mean, I had a, a guest on uh, last show who told, shared another similar story, but they dealt with it, and instead of distancing them, they dealt with it by uh, immediate humor right back about the mistake, admitting to the mistake and then, and then making a joke out of it. And then and that ended up leading to a whole uh, product tie-in with another company. But, yeah, you, but it's, at some point you, have to, you, you can't wait and let it fester and grow. You have to deal with it immediately. That's the big Right, one. right. And that, that's what we call transparency, the idea that, that you can't, you know, you can't just sleep stuff under the rug. You have to, you know, it's exactly, you have to hit it head on and, and you have to go after it. And, and more often right. than not, you know, right. good comes of these things. Right, exactly right. And I think... I think, Maureen, one of the things that you were asking about was how do you get clients over the hurdle of, um, you know, looking at, a, at an example like, uh, like the recent uh, Chrysler debacle and, and, um, uh, and convince them that, that social media is still, worth, uh, is still worth the investment, is still worth the time. Um, I think a lot of that comes from, uh, it, it's really two things. One is, is convincing them, showing them the, uh, uh, the, the breadth and depth of these popular social media outlets, showing them that you know, it, these are just other vehicles for getting your, your messages out there. And then importantly, the second part is these are ways for you to get immediate customer feedback. It's not, you know, there's, there's no delay, there's no, uh, there's no investment of time and resources to, to do focus groups or anything like that. Um, you don't need that in the social media space. You can actually have this two-way conversation. Um, and, and I think, to Jonathan's point, when you try, and, and actually to your point as well, when you try to control that conversation too much, when you become more opaque and less transparent, that's when the trouble starts. But if you can get into social media company with uh, with kind of an, an, an open and then really look to to um, have an exchange with people, a dialogue with your customers and with your partners and with your suppliers, um, that's when I think it starts to become really beneficial from a business perspective. So it's really those those two things. It's a it's 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 broadening your um, uh, your, your 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 broadcast. So to speak, um, and it's and it's it's making that broadcast two way. Uh, those are the two things that I think are most valuable. What about um, and this is a question for Jonathan? What about creating more content to bury the content you really didn't want out there? Right, and that that's 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 part of reputation management. So ideally, what you can do, and I mean, it, there's um, you know there there are some tried and true ways of of doing it and and it's it's not it's not gaming you know google because that that's impossible but um you know we do have clients that you've got multiple domains perhaps you have your your primary you know dot com site you have a a job site you know or or uh, a dot org that's about the charity work that you do and so if you if you put enough content out there and you do a good job of linking these things using proper anchor text and they're all properly coded and such even across your Flickr accounts and your your Twitter accounts and all those things. I mean, the fact is, Google 
you know, by default returns 10 links on its, uh, its, its initial search engine results page. So, you know, your goal is to own as many of those top 10 links as you can because most folks, you know, we, uh, that the statistics bear out, don't, don't change that. They might page through, but a lot of people actually just look at that first page anyway. Right. So when somebody searches for you or for a topic, you know, everything they know about you, what they think of you is based on those 10 links. And, and the more of those that you own, the better off you are. And so there's, like I said, there's a lot of tried and true. It's a, it's a practice that's constantly being honed and tuned over right. time. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it's something that we've gotten adept at advising our clients on, and, and it works very, very well. And just before we go to break, I want to ask you one question. I, I had on the show once a, a ghost tweeter, and a, she ghost blogs for, for celebrities. What do you think of that concept? Do you think that the CEO of a company that's sort of a, you know, not an not exciting company, just an average manufacturer or importer or whatever, should they be ghost tweeting and blogging, or should they do it themselves, the CEO? I think if the uh, I think if if the um, account is in the CEO's name, the CEO has an obligation to be personally involved in, in, in that content development. Um, you know, not everybody's capable of actually writing, whether whether uh, you know it's it's long form or short form, like a tweet. But uh, I think it's disingenuous if that person uh, is not all involved in that. Yeah. But uh, you know, uh, it happens a lot. But then you, the most popular people are out there, like the, the Tony the Tony Says of the world, you know, at Zappos, who who tweet themselves. Right, and I and, think uh, I think you know our job as sort of marketing people is to get people started, get them started, teach them, you know, kind of help help them edit if they're not writers, and they'll they'll get they'll get, you know, they'll get into the the groove of it at some point. But yeah, I think that that the authenticity of the message is so important when it comes from the person. But you know, these ghost tweeters and bloggers make a fortune. Anyway, I'm getting the music, <laughs> so we're going to take a break, and we'll come back with more from Gabardine. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Webster's Dictionary defines a vertex as the highest point, the summit. The word vertex is derived from Latin, meaning to turn or to spin. If you have a product or service that needs exposure to a desired marketplace, shouldn't the idea be to reach the summit? To turn the tide of public opinion in your favor? To put some positive spin on so that success is in your future? If you run a major corporation and pay for expensive in-house public relations services, or if you're working from home yet need to know how to promote your new product or service, or if you fall somewhere in between... Vertex Communications, a public relations firm, is here to turn the tide on public opinion for you and your product. Vertex Communications, helping you communicate to the Vertex. Contact Vertex Communications at VertexPR.com to get an honest, straightforward assessment of your PR profile and a plan that will work for you, not against you. That's V-E-R-T-E-X-P-R.com. Communicate to the Vertex. Never be satisfied. Let that be a lesson you take away from Double Time with Double D, featuring businessman and former NFL star Dave Duerson. 
We'll talk about the NFL with special focuses on the game itself, and Double D will take your calls and answer your emails live on the show. It's not Football 101, but rather an in-depth look in the locker room, on the field, away from the field, and opening up the mind of the player. The program will also feature positive messages. So tune in to Double Time with Double D, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready to get freed up? Join Dr. Jennifer Freed, one of America's leading psychological thinkers, for a groundbreaking program with fascinating guests and full participation from you. Freed Up will explore topics like liberation in long-term relationships, parenting in the 21st century, comfort in stressful times, and much more. Tune in to Freed Up every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and wake up to the heartbeat of your life. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You're listening to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis, brought to you by Cision on the web at us.cision.com. Maureen and her guests would love to hear from you during the live show. Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also email your questions to be addressed on the show. Send your email to Maureen at prinsider.biz. That's Maureen at prinsider.biz. Now, back to the show. Hi, welcome back again. And I'm on with Jonathan Sawitsky and Peter Leeds um, of Gabardine.com. Check out their site, www.gabardine. And don't hesitate to call in 472-5790 in the toll-free 866 area code. Um, so, okay, so let's be- before I want to get more into social media and what's like the hot new thing. And um, I'm, during the break, uh, I was uh, questioning Jonathan on this whole massive list of new social media tools worth exploring article that I found, and he knew most of them, which was just so impressive, off the top of his head, mind you. So, um, okay, so what is, uh, what is your take on, on the importance of traditional media now with all this social media outburst? I guess, Peter, you could... Go with it. Yeah, we're 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 still huge fans of, of traditional media. We don't think that it's that it's gone away or is going away. Um, we really do think that the strongest plan, generally speaking, obviously it changes uh, for from from brand to brand and from client to client, um, even in this industry. But the strongest mix is one that is um, that is genuinely a mix because there are you know for the most part um, audiences out there uh, are comprised of lots of different kinds of individuals who want to consume information, kinds of information, whether it's, uh, whether it's text, whether it's uh, imagery. Um, they want to consume it in, in different ways. They want to consume it the way they want to consume it. And there are, there are people, young and old, who still really um, uh, uh, love and are moved by the, uh, you know, the integrity of uh, of paper, the integrity print, the they, they find some 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 truth in it, and um, and and we do as well. So what we do isn't limited to the online space. It's certainly not limited to the social media space. Uh, it it really does kind of go where our clients' brands go, and maybe even sometimes takes them into places that they're not entirely comfortable, um, but, they're, but, but where we have some sense that they're 
that their customers want it to go. And I right. think that's what's probably most important. I think that the most interesting thing you said is about the paper is that, you know, we always thought, I mean, when digital first hit the scene, you know, 20 years ago, whatever, you thought you thought of, you sort of thought of digital as more important, more lasting. You know, it's it's, in a, it's forever in in a computer. But now that there's just so much data of, of everything, it's sort of everything gets lost, and the paper seems to hold a lot more value. And I think that that the magazines and the newspapers that have survived all this social media stuff, and the ones that are that are survivors, are the ones that are just so profoundly important. And I agree with you. I think you can never forget those. And the power of paper. I mean, nowadays, it's really interesting. I'm starting to advise clients now to send things in the mail to editors because they actually pay attention to it because rather than an email inbox, you know. Very right. interesting. And even, right. And, I think, and what I think is, is also interesting is when, when, you, when you look at things like, um, uh, like iBooks or when you look at things like um, some of the most successful apps out there, uh, even even like uh, Flipboard for the iPad, there there are actually a lot of um, old school offline um, cues that are used, either in gestures or in the way that uh, the apps are laid out. Oh yeah, people are, you know people are, are familiar with and comfortable with those um, with those things, with those design cues or with those gestures, and, and there's a reason for that. So um, I don't think we would ever want to, uh, you know, to move entirely into the digital space for that reason as well. Right, and the icons and the way that, yeah, they, 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 it's sort of like I have one I use and it looks just like a pad of paper, you know, right. and when you throw it out, it crumples, you know, <laughs> just, and it makes you feel more comfortable. But I always wonder about the young people, if they didn't have that association, why, is, why do they care? But they seem to care. Well, I, I, think, think, they I think, think they really do seem to have that association. Yeah. Jonathan, you were saying? Well, I just think even even as the, um, you know, I, I believe firmly in digital, I still begrudgingly uh, allow that, that paper might have a role occasionally. And uh, <laughs> as such, we, we still try to, you know, insidiously tie things back to digital anyway through the use of, for example, you know, as, as we build out uh, an annual report design for uh, a client, um, we include QR codes for, you know, getting people back to, uh, you know, they could download the PDF, for example, or, or get back to the site very easily from there. So um, there are nice tie-ins. We, mm-hmm. I think we're, we're seeing a, a return to center, where it was extreme digital. But it comes back again that everybody uses whatever channel is most appropriate right. for getting their message out. Right, and it allows people like us to have so much fun with all these different ways to um, to reach audiences and to control messaging, and there's so many tools now, and they're always, you know, new ones. So that brings me to my next point, which is, Jonathan, in your opinion, what are some mm-hmm. of the latest, hottest, new social media tools um, that we should be exploring or working with? Sure. No, there there are some great ones that are out there, and as you know, uh, you may not know, uh, South by Southwest is going on right now down in Austin, and, and, and often a lot of things either make their debut down there, or uh, or have their their coming out party. You know, I mean, Foursquare was was very useful a couple of years ago, but uh, it's only the, the last year it kind of exploded in its use down at, at South by Southwest. Um, you know, something right now that's getting a lot of play is um, is is uh, Instagram. Um, and this is it's, it's a photo sharing service, which is really tightly tied in to the uh, the iOS platform. Um, and uh, there's a, a news feed, so as people are are sharing photos, um, it, it it allows you to sort of consume somebody else's content that they're posting in a really rich, um, easy easy way. 
Um, so that that's one that's out there. Why is it better than other? There's something really cool called Instaprint also. Um, it's the location-based photo booth for your Instagram photos. So you snap a picture, you, you, know, you, do, you snap, snap a picture with Instagram, you do some um, interesting uh, uh, you know, photo retouching on your iPhone, you send it to this Instaprint photo booth, which is at your party or at your company, and it actually outputs like an old-school Polaroid-looking um, photo, which is awesome. With a special machine? You have to get a special yeah. Yeah, you do. You do. So it's called Instaprint, and it's made specifically to go with Instagram. But what? Why is Instagram any better than a Facebook? Why can't you know? You can look at someone's pictures on a Facebook page. Right, because it, it it cuts through a lot of the other clutter, and it focuses just on the uh, the imagery. Huh. It, it's also a matter, Maureen. I'm sure you know. It, it it's sort of if it's new and hot, then it's better than what's already out there, right? But whereas Facebook does a lot of things okay, Instagram does one thing very, very well. Right. Um, okay, so, so some others that you're liking that are out on the market now? Do you have any others? Sure. Yeah, we talked briefly about, uh, in the break about, so about Cinch, which is, you know, that there's, there's a trend now that as, as, um, as, as people, it's so, as, as social media is so ubiquitous, um, we still feel in some ways very anonymous. So people that maybe you connected with from high school that you haven't known for a while or, or people you know through somebody else or you met once, you know, if you're Facebook friends with them, um, your actual, your, your sort of meat space understanding of who they are is very limited as opposed to their, their digital persona. But things like Cinch, what they do is, is they let you record and share audio. Right, so it's it's not just it's more than just uh, than me, you know, posting 140 characters. I can actually, you know, put an audio clip of, of myself out there, um, which which personalizes the the social media experience for the people that you connect with. Right, um, because you still can't. I think that there was a time when you could put a message on an email, an email signature with you talking instead of. Uh, your, right, your but, written content, but, but I think that we're still. But with firewalls now, you're lucky. You're lucky to get images through. So you know the idea of getting audio through is right. is almost never going to happen. Um, some others that are out there that are that are very popular right now. One is called Memo Lane, M E M O L A N E dot com, uh-huh. and um, this is pretty neat. And people are really getting excited about it. There's a lot of sharing going on. That you can um, capture photos, videos, your tweets, and everything, and you can actually create a uh, a, a timeline or time machine for the web. Of, of stuff that you've done. So it's a neat way. Say, for example, uh, you know, you, you go away for the weekend. Um, you can essentially recreate your, your tweets and your pictures and your videos and everything into a chronological uh, timeline of, of what you did in that time frame. Wow. People have... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, any, any of these that you're mentioning you think companies should be doing, or is it just, just personal social media stuff? You know what tends to happen here is that is that uh, the greater public sort of tests these things to see if they have any 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 uh, any validity you know or usefulness over time, mm-hmm. and then oftentimes eventually these things will make their way into the the corporate world. I mean, Flickr was that way. Flickr actually was the offshoot of of, of, a, of a flash-based role-playing game called Game Never Ending. They built this storage device for the images there, and then they launched it to the public, and now it's an enormous SEO tool used by a lot of companies. You know, so there's, um, you know, we think of trickle-down, usually goes from companies down to consumers, but with a lot of these technologies, it's exactly the opposite. Yeah, it goes to consumers um, first. Yeah, and one more of note is that you mentioned before that sometimes it's really hard to kind of search through. You talked about that. that's why paper is nice to revert back to it. Um, another company out there is called Greplin, G 
G-R-E-P-L-I-N.com. And uh, Greplin, you sign in, and it's a personal search engine for all of your online data. So you sign in, you kind of hook it up with all your accounts, and then you can go back and search for things, and it looks through all your posts and tweets and pictures and Google Docs and whatever else you allowed access to, and you can find you know that thing you tweeted about two years ago. Ah, so if you forget... Ah, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, because I have... Um... I have forgotten what I've t- <laughs> tweeted, <laughs> and then I have so many followers that my tweet, you know, my board is all messed up. And if I have right. an iPad, uh, you know, it's hard to get read. It's harder to read my tweets. I don't know why. I'm, I'm probably on the wrong uh, application. I have to figure that one out. And um, also, LinkedIn is making some major changes, right? They have like a, a tweet deck on. A, a- Today, they actually they, they launched it just yesterday, prior to, is, is it's called LinkedIn Today. All right, we're going to talk about that when LinkedIn. we get back. We've got to take a break. So, so we'll talk more about that when we get back. Okay. More in a minute. the markets up or down or if you're looking to improve your portfolio our experts are ready to talk to you call now toll free 866-472-5790 that's 866-472-5790 voice america business network Webster's Dictionary defines a vertex as the highest point, the summit. The word vertex is derived from Latin, meaning to turn or to spin. If you have a product or service that needs exposure to a desired marketplace, shouldn't the idea be to reach the summit? To turn the tide of public opinion in your favor? To put some positive spin on so that success is in your future? If you run a major corporation and pay for expensive in-house public relations services, or if you're working from home yet need to know how to promote your new product or service, or if you fall somewhere in between... Vertex Communications, a public relations firm, is here to turn the tide on public opinion for you and your product. Vertex Communications, helping you communicate to the Vertex. Contact Vertex Communications at VertexPR.com to get an honest, straightforward assessment of your PR profile and a plan that will work for you, not against you. That's V-E-R-T-E-X-P-R.com. Communicate to the Vertex. Do you need directions to solve financial future? If so, the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answer Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Holistic living is nutrition for not just your body, but your mind and your soul. Holistic nutrition goes far beyond the foods that we eat or the supplements that we take. Discover natural means to heal your body and regain your innate healing powers. That's Holistic Living with Tina Marie Jones on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Tune in for your weekly dose of good holistic living. Business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. 
listening to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis, brought to you by Cision on the web at us.cision.com. Maureen and her guests would love to hear from you during the live show. Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also email your questions to be addressed on the show. Send your email to Maureen at prinsider.biz. That's Maureen at prinsider.biz. Now, back to the show. From the gal who fought it off, who fought all that social media stuff off, to the social media geek that I have truly become, welcome back again to PR Insider. I'm on with Gabardine and um, picking Jonathan Sawitsky, the director of digital experience for Gabardine, and picking his brain. And we're going through some of the latest, newest social media uh, tools. Um, but, uh, Jonathan, we were saying in the break, um, you know, like, let's take a, take a look at what's going on with Japan today. Um, what, you know, this Google People Finder, can you tell how that's helpful? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, one of the um, the neat things was this morning when, when those of us in, in North America woke up, I think a lot of people do have Google.com as their homepage, and, and down at the bottom, um, they had a tsunami warning, which was uh, a nice piece of real estate. And then very quickly after that, they launched um, uh, a People Finder, which you can get to still from the uh, Google homepage, and, and ostensibly what they've done is they've, they've used their development platform to set up a, uh, a, a Google-based application that allows you either to say you're looking for somebody and put their name in and try and find them, or to, uh, to say I have information about somebody, whether it be yourself or, or somebody else that somebody might be looking for. Mm-hmm. And so it's this idea of, of, of creating matches between you know, those that are lost and those that are looking. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, um, you know, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a powerful application. If you know anybody, you know, which, which have, I know of a couple of people that we've, we've looked in on, and, and, and um, you know, somebody I contacted through Facebook and they're okay, and the other one you know, folks aren't sure about. Right, but um, it's not pure social media, right? But the fact is, um, the the existence of this tool spread like wildfire this morning. The moment it was launched, and very quickly there were several thousand names in there. Right, and Google needed a little boost with all this, <laughs> with all these other companies. Um, and you mentioned C Click Fix, which is. Uh, can you tell us about that? That's actually one of Peter's favorites, so I'm, I'm going to let him him speak to that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I I dig it because it's um it's kind of. Uh, it's the citizenry kind of uh, standing up and saying, uh, we want some help and we want the most direct way to talk to our leaders or, or our, our uh, Department of Public Works uh, people. And um, it's, it's an application that allows you to uh, take a picture of, let's say, a, a dilapidated building or, uh, or a huge pothole or uh, some other public works um, uh, trespass that's going on in your town, and um, uh, you upload it, and uh, somebody in the municipality automatically receives that image, and it's geotagged, so they know exactly where that uh, uh, that thing is happening, and um, and they kind of log their faces as they happen. So there are a few, there are several municipalities across the country that are currently using C Click Fix. They're they're, you know, the uh, uh, the people within those cities and towns can use it, and the um, and the officials in those towns can use it to know what's going on because they can't be everywhere all at once, especially with know, budget cuts. Right, and you know, it's the applications for it in other industries. You can just imagine if you're a a manufacturer and you've got factories all over and you have your managers or your your people that work there can use it and say, this is broken, this is not working, look at this. 
And um, I think that could help management in all kinds of um, businesses. And I think one thing, you know, all this stuff that comes out, all these new companies and these social media tools, it's just a testament to creativity and human human creativity. And a lot of it happens in America, and I'm always really proud of that. But um, I think it's a good thing to tell clients is, you know, let this stuff um, see which ones rise to the top. You don't have to. People like us can get into it and analyze it for you. Someone like Jonathan <laughs> can right. anyway. And uh, you see which ones rise to the top and which ones would apply to your clients. Is that kind of what the direction you tell them? Because it can be it can just overwhelm yeah. people. No, that's that, that's absolutely right. And, and and you think sometimes too. You know, again, you know, CNN has has a couple of million followers, and and I think you know clients often think, well, that's not going to be me. But we tell them, you know. If you have a million followers who don't care what you have to say versus a hundred who care about everything you say, you know that's where you seek your value. So right. it, it's about finding the right channels and talking to the right people, um, and then that ultimately is, is, is the goal. Right, right, right. So what is going on for you know the, what are some of the future visions for Gabardine? Well, there's a lot actually um, in the hopper right now. We are working with a. Um, uh, with a growing uh, soft drink company, on um, on developing a whole calendar of of events and applications that can be run specifically on Facebook and Twitter um, to help. Tiger them. Blood. That, there's your Tiger Blood tie-in. Maybe they want <laughs> Charlie. Yes. Yes. Well, well. Now, I was trying not to name the brand, but okay. Now you've let it out of the bag. Um, <laughs> No, and uh, what I think is uh, what I think is great about that is um, they're uh, uh, they're really reaching out into the into the space, not just to connect with customers and and prospective customers, but to, but to connect with retailers as well, because because they are a growing brand, they don't have the distribution of like a you know of a, of a Coke or a Pepsi and. Um, uh, so they have this kind of two-pronged marketing approach, and they're they're relying on social media to help. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also uh, we're also leveraging our our kind of shared backgrounds in digital and in financial services to uh, uh, to help those companies not just in social but but kind of across the interactive space. Mm-hmm. Um, these are companies that that aren't necessarily. Um, uh, Aren't necessarily the ones who are going to be the first to use um, a, an application. Aren't going to be the ones to necessarily develop a service. But I think what what we've shown them, because we we collectively have a lot of uh, financial services experience here, which is uncommon for a creative market shop. Yeah, I'm shocked um, by that. Yeah, it <laughs> is. It, it's it's kind of an odd combination. But before. I started up Gabardine. Um, I was actually global head of creative at Reuters and subsequently Thomson Reuters. So that's kind of a, a niche that we're looking to capitalize on, and it seems like there is a lot of interest out there uh, in this kind of uh, dual-skill knowledge set, you know, right. uh, where you, have to yes, stand you can be creative, but you can also yeah. understand the you know what's going on in the um, in the world of finance and banking, etc. Right, and and these kind of companies really really need creativity to help them stand out from the fray with all the just the stuff that we're inundated with I think they need creativity it makes people makes companies brand really shimmer and shine um, yeah. so so that's exciting so and and Jonathan anything from you on on uh, future future vision 
Yeah, no, it's uh, as alluded to before with the, the ones a beverage company, and there's a there's a uh, another client of ours that um, they're they are as they utilize social media more. Uh, you know, they're excited about kind of expanding their horizons now. So we actually have some good opportunities to uh, to push into creating some really specific Facebook uh, applications and such, you know, about that, that gets people to to become brand evangelists, essentially, for these different, these different consumer products. Wow. Um, brand so evangelists. It, it's a nice... Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know, if if you've got people, especially their their demographic, really excited about this thing, it's one that they um they tend to share on their own anyhow. And so if we can get them to share via Facebook, you know, and they can post on walls and such instead of via a website, you know, where things are are much more of a one to one type communication, um, you know, we get a lot more eyes on this and hopefully increase their distribution by a significant degree. Wonderful. Well, that's all the time we have left for today. I just want to thank both of you for coming on and check out their website, gabardine.com. It's so easy to remember and um, just fascinating stuff to me. I don't know, maybe I'm a social media geek, but I love it. I want to thank my executive producer, John Missel, and Justin Jackman, our wonderful engineer today. Um, And next week, um, actually, we're doing a rerun because I'm going to be in Austin, Texas. Um, and uh, Graham Newell is coming on on emotional branding. If you missed the show, we, we clip to um, commercials that are running now. We get to the bottom of the emotional, psychological core of the brand. Very cool stuff. Uh, mark your calendars. We're on live every Friday, 1 to 2 Pacific time. And don't forget, relate to your public, whoever they may be. Thanks again for listening to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis. PR Insider is brought to you by Cision, helping communications experts navigate the sea of social media. Visit them on the web at us.cision.com. And make sure you join us again next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. Have a great week.